Are you ready? Ready to transform your life and step into the person that you say you want to be. Ready to stop talking and start doing. I'm Ange, a health and fitness coach. And I'm Ashley, a Reiki master and energy healer. And we are here to help you do exactly that. And you're busy. We get that because we are too. But even with the challenges and chaos, you deserve and can live a life full of absolute joy, happiness, and purpose. We want you to join us in taking radical responsibility so that you can take everything in your life to that next level. Have the best sex of your life. Live in a body that you love. Let go of worry and stress. And live in total alignment. Your happier, healthier, and amazing life is waiting for you. Let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm here with my soul sister, Ange, and we have a very special guest today. Before we dive into him and all the wonderful things he has to share, how are you, Ange? Oh, I'm good, girl. I'm good. Oh, so good. I got like, I don't know if it's fully a full moon, but last night I was out underneath the moon. It was looking like a full moon with the clouds kind of going over top and just soaking in all that moon energy. So I am vibing high today. How about you, baby? I woke up at 3 a.m. last night. And so the moon, the one window in our bedroom, I'm actually sitting in my bedroom right now. Um, So where I'm like leaning to, that's what I'm showing, is like this, the moon descends down. Um, so I literally woke up at three and it was just like, I got messages from the moon last night that were just like, it's time to clear the vessel. It's time to like detox, clear the body. And I was like, okay. And she was so bright and so, mm. it was just luxurious and wonderful. Yeah. I'm vibing high today too. I'm feeling all the awesomeness. I think the full moon is actually tomorrow. Um, yeah. Maybe, yeah. So anyways, um, we got a special guest here today. I see him nodding his head. He's like trying to be quiet over there, but like it's it's not his jam. He's a talker just like we are. So um, welcome, Ryan Owens. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing well. Thanks, ladies, for having me today. And yes, I feel the full moon energy, too. It is the fifth, but it's still strong right now. I feel it as well. Awesome. Perfect. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, we're so excited you're here. We met Ryan. Oh, gosh officially over like zoom what that's right like, <laughs> we're back again a million years ago november um and had the absolute honor of connecting with him in person at our breath work certification um full weekend immersion in florida phenomenal in february march march, march. march. Yeah, yeah. a while ago <laughs> and um yeah, so we're connecting here and just checking in, see how you're doing. Um, you're wow. gonna love this guy. He's doing awesome things, and we're so excited to have him, have you here, Mr. Ryan, uh, with us today. Thank you. We're all on the same wavelength, and I'm sure anyone tuning into the podcast is as well, because we we don't we don't run into podcasts of people we're not meant to be connecting with. So glad everybody that's watching and you girls. Uh, it's been a it's been a journey since that graduation. What a what a fun time that was too. I'm so glad we all did that in person. It was powerful, wasn't it? It was. What was your biggest takeaway when you walked away that weekend? What were you most feeling? 
feeling uh, for me, for me, I realized that our, our, we need to be open to change. So there's an original intention of becoming a breathwork facilitator, working with groups, being out in the world or the marketplace and trying to, my original intention was to bring breathwork out into the marketplace. We all have a different place that we need to be with our skills and modalities and all of that. We don't all need to be in the same place. Actually, it's worthless. If we do, we should be proselytizing the message across all the areas areas that we have and not be centralized altogether. It's great. We love each other. Love spending time with you all, but we got to depart. So I thought I was going to be doing it in the marketplace, but what I realized my biggest takeaway was that understanding this intimate space and to be able to create this powerful exchange of energy and release into allowing ourselves to listen and tune into what's in there. I realized as a father and a husband, like I needed to bring that home. So I needed to realize my original intention wasn't working anymore because I got new information. So what really happened is that I found that this intimacy, this this connection, this ability to because um, it's really it's an intimate setting and I needed to bring it to the home place before I went anywhere with it. So that was my biggest takeaway was that change of mindset that this isn't for me to bring out into the world right now. It's for me to take right back home. And start allowing that release and that intimacy and that 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 powerful transformation to start at home. And then we can work on the world. So that was really my biggest takeaway from it the whole time. I forgot. we You were supposed to take your wife on a date. We yeah. never followed up with you. Or maybe you already did. Yes. How'd that so, look, this is this is the, we're really on it. This is an authentic, real, raw podcast, right? <laughs> it yeah. is. It totally okay, good. We were, yeah. we were talking about that. You were going to get intimate with your wife. You're going to pick her out her dress. What happened? Again, that was the original intention. And I okay. and I went forward with that intention. That Saturday night, pre-getting graduated. So that was Sunday we graduated. Mm-hmm. Saturday night, I did that. I enveloped my wife. I, I asked her to, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what happened. I had I was sitting in the bed. I probably just got out of the shower or something. I'm like, hey, come over here. I want to hold you. She's like, I'm not having sex tonight. I was like, I'm not talking about sex tonight. That's not what I'm trying to do here. She just wasn't in the mood. And, you know, I, I had her come near me. And because a lot of times... <laughs> Us guys, when we're getting close to a woman, they think it's sex time because we're not spending that time breathing together, being intimate, just holding each other, just having regular touch and connection. So I, I held her. I told her how great of a job she's doing as a mom. I, I told her that, hey, this is a new day. I'm a new person. I, I took this course and and did these things so I could clear out what's stagnant in me so I could be better for us here. And it was a really beautiful time. Within 24 hours, that all went to hell. I think that I outdid myself on Saturday and rewired everybody. So honestly, what happened was that deep intimacy happened Saturday. As of Sunday, some of the worst moments in our relationship happened. I graduated. I went from a high of being there for people, being in this group, graduating, being this beautiful expression uh, happening all around me. And then I go home and we really had a fallout. It was, you have to be prepared for change. Mm. Not everything's going to go as planned. So I then had to rework my intention again. I wanted to take her out, but we ended up releasing. And sometimes we're not prepared for that. We might be doing the work and go home to a partner that isn't doing that type of work. And we surround them with so much powerful intimacy and whatnot. They could not be prepared for that. It could, it, it could, we just come with all this love and, 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 and a presence and this powerful energy. 
and it might shock their system. I think I shocked my wife's system and I didn't prepare her for that level of intimacy and love because it wasn't our normal path. So honestly, we went for a couple of weeks of pure hell, to be quite honest with you. I had to pull out all the tools. I had to refigure out who I was as a husband and what I was going to do with what I've learned because there were challenges popping up immediately at home. It's like, here's this high, you, you, you've learned these new things that you thought you were going to take out into the world, but now spirit had other plans that we were going to challenge you at home. So I'll be happy to say now that we are going to be going on a date here soon. Over the last several weeks, we have worked through this intense emotional period in our lives and figured out who we were more. Uh, and things are very, very in a great place, even better than they were, but we have to be available for confrontation. Great relationships require challenges and confrontation. And we went through it. I thought it was going to be love and light and flowers after the graduation. I thought for sure. Nope. That's not how the universe rolls. That's not how God, that's not how spirit. That is not it's And Angela, I love the term you use because it rhymes and I just, they stick in my head, but you say another level, another devil. Right. As soon mm, as yeah. you level up, as soon as you arrive at the next vibration, as soon as you go higher, there's always a challenge. There's always a challenge. And I like to think of it too, like the universe, spirit, God will always give you an out. You're on this incredible, like soaring path. The challenge is if you want out, you want to fall back down to the next, like your lower level, you can. This is right. Like you could have just been like, okay, this is not our jam. This is, and you just like come back down. And if you push through, if you move through that and you accept the challenge, right. Then that's where the sunshine, the rainbows and the roses come in, but it's through the dark path. It's through this tunnel of like, what in the hell did I sign up for? This is not good. I don't want to like release the demons. I don't want to open the closet and have all the skeletons fall in my face. No way. Right. And it's when we, right. when we take that. So I love to hear that uh, challenge accepted. That's wonderful. No challenge accepted. And it also reminded me, like, I don't, I never imagined doing this work and going out into a world that's totally prepared for what I have to offer. Cause it's easy to go to a retreat, uh, a sacred space of people that are prepared for this type of work. I want to go out into places that aren't prepared. My spouse wasn't prepared. The marketplace that I work in is not prepared for breath work and getting intimate with themselves and their feelings. And this, this, this sacred expression that we create a space for, they're not ready. So they're going to pose challenges for me too. It's, it's not going to be people that are completely ready. And that's what I wanted to prepare for. So I think the universe said, Hey, let me show you what that looks like and, and how you can be prepared to know that not everyone's going to be on that same level, you're meant to raise people up with you, not just raise with people that are already raising, but offer a helping hand up. And there's going to be some challenges with that. That's what that's the message that I got from it. Mm, I love it. I love it. And I thank you for being so vulnerable, so courageous to just say, you know what, this is actually what happened, because it would have been very easy for you to skip that middle part for you to go. None of that happened and then just get to the happy ending. So thank you for your vulnerability and for just being this beautiful, courageous voice that's able to share the truth. Now, Ryan and I had thank the you. opportunity to be partnered when we were in Florida and work together 
through what that looked like. And I do remember that it was a little bit challenging even for you to drop in as a facilitator. So can you shed some light on the challenges that you came across when you were going through that weekend with us? Well, the the challenges was that I had gone from someone that had benefited so much from breath work and, and doing this work as someone on the mat. I had spent many a times purging, allowing myself to feel, allowing myself to, to, to challenge areas of my life and my soul that I wasn't looking forward to looking at. They were ugly and they came out in this beautiful way that I didn't know was possible. So that's what attracted me to breath work in the first place. Now getting in the role of being, uh, helping someone through that part of being on the mat and being vulnerable. See you, what you represented for me was, was the, the female counterpart in my life. I didn't have a male uh, person to, to there's different energies here. So you were representative of the feminine and that, and that, that soft sacred space of, of a woman expressing herself. And to be honest with you, I get in these men's groups. I'm around the, all these men's groups and don't have that sort of intimacy at home. That's why it was such a shock to my wife. So you actually represented and reminded me of how you opened up a lot of things for me to know that I needed to, you represented the feminine for my life. So I knew that I needed to go home and to uh, allow my wife, just as you did, to open up and be so free as you did. You literally showed me and opened up a path for me to know what I needed to do as a man because I'd spent too much time with men. I'd been in men's groups. I spent too much time on the mat. I wasn't facilitating. Now I'm learning how to facilitate and do it with a, a feminine counterpart. And that was that was challenging. That was challenging and yet eye-opening. And I'm so appreciative that you were actually my partner because it was challenging for me. I realized there, there was things that I wasn't prepared for and, and you helped, you helped break me through that. And I, I think that uh, all of us people that are in intimate relationships, you know, it's, it's one thing to learn from men's groups and whatnot and talk to other men who might be in those same challenges. But I think it's the real benefit of having the masculine and feminine working together so we can really get the full picture of what it's like to really create space, not just for your own kind and energy and and, and gender and whatnot, but being with you was a whole nother level of learning for me in this process. So it, it was challenging and I was hesitant. Um, was I even, I, yeah. Was it the, no, was it the, the touch component? Because absolutely. Right. Where it's like, I can't touch this other woman in like a gentle, non-sexual way, but it's, it's intimate and it's connected. And it's like, how can I touch you and not my partner like this? I have to be able to touch my partner like this. And there's this sense of like, I don't want to say guilt, but there's this sense of like, this is wrong. Right. And would you say that that's a piece of it? We're here. We're now getting into the meat and potatoes. That's exactly what's happened. I've always felt and I don't know if it's a messed up view of life, but I always felt like when I was young, kissing someone always seemed like a more intimate act than sex. Just just touching of the face and those sort of intimacies were even more seeming connective than some sex was. Maybe that's because I wasn't taught how to have a a really connective, deep spiritual sexual contact with someone. But um, yes, the, 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 the touching and holding of the space and, and, and caressing and just, 
really being there for someone felt more intimate than even a sexual relationship. So many of us don't know how to sexually connect with our partners. We just do it. It's an act of physicality. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a thing that's scheduled. Like we just, this is what we do. Like, you know, just let's get it on. Yeah. And that's how you think our conditioning, right? Like you look at, yes, we're desensitized to sex, right? So we see sex happening. Like if there was a porno on, like it's so sex sells and everything, right? Like has some sexual component. So we're almost like, meh, it's sex. It's like, it's not, it's transactional. It's easy. It's done. It's right. Whereas the like actual intimacy, the touching that connection piece, we're not desensitized to that, right? Like we actually don't touch other humans most of the time, right? Like we're on our phones, like we're taught to isolate and distance and right. And so people are naturally or not unnaturally actually um, disconnected. So when we do, when we're in those spaces and we are like actually touching someone, this dawned on me the other day when I was working on, because everything that I do in my job is touch. Yeah. Right. And right. So I was just thinking about how, you know, there's certain people that are like, how can, how can I let my partner go to you and have you touch them? Right. But like my brother comes to me and like, I have my hands on him too. Right. So it's, it's, but it's intimate. Right. And to know that that person in such a way and to show up for them in that capacity, it's, it's a lot. Right. So I love that. It is a lot. And I felt every bit of it because I also realized there's so much I, I have been blessed with like awareness when spirit's trying to tell me something, I'm open to receiving it. And what I found out was, is that, you know, I'm a speaker. I'm someone who enunciates. I'm a, someone that can uh, uh, translate emotion well, because I want I want to create that gap. If I can speak to you well, if I can express my emotions from afar, I don't I feel like I can defend myself from having to get too close to you and provide you with real intimacy and a really tight space because I can speak. I throw my words across the room at you. And I feel, and I felt that many of men who are good at speaking or have mouth game or whatever they want to say, you know, the gift of gab, a lot of times, at least for me, and it has to be for others because it's for me and I'm others. So I was speaking well so that I could close in a gap. I wanted to be the speaker. I wanted to talk about intimacy instead of actually practicing it. I wanted to have head knowledge and academic knowledge of this and other things so I could speak about it so that I didn't have to close in that gap and actually perform it because I didn't realize that that was challenging for me. And and one of the reasons that I've learned to speak well was a defense mechanism to not have to get that close to somebody. So that's another thing that was opened up to me to realize during that session as well. Mm. I love it. I love it. Now, Ryan, you took a mega leap since Florida. I looked on your social media and I was like, oh, my God, Ryan's an entrepreneur. He left his corporate job. He's like (laughs) doing some totally new things. Would you say that Florida gave you the confidence to make that leap or no? Going to Florida did. So what happened was I lived in Ohio for 30 years of my life. Most people, majority of people do not move more than 50 miles away from their hometown. So I made a leap a long time ago, eight years ago to start a new life. So I left everything behind. I sold everything. I left all my friends, every, all the streets I known, all the connections I had. I left them all. So it left me in a really vulnerable and uncomfortable space to move a thousand miles away to Florida. So that act alone had already gotten me ready to make big changes. 
And before that, I was the new kid at school 14 different times, K through 12. There's not even 14 years of school. (laughs) I've been to 14 different schools. So I've done big changes in my life. So I think that that was preparatory. We think all these things are challenges in our lives. My parents moved all over the place. I'm screwed up. Or, uh, you know, you have these things that happen to you that end up being the prerequisite for the beautiful things that happen to you down the road. So I used to think being a new kid all the time was a bad thing until it made me a better salesperson and increased my income until it gave me the, uh, the, the resilient skin of being able to make big changes in my life. I had to get years down the road to look back and say, Oh, that was a required course for what we're doing now. So moving to Florida and moving a thousand miles away was a big deal. And I spend so much time with entrepreneurs, uh, you two, beautiful, Angela, Ashley, beautiful entrepreneurs, my friend Fabiano, who got us all together, entrepreneur, the the businessmen that I work for entrepreneurs. And I was allowing a salary to kind of be my pain medication to the numb me out from the pain of not going into the world with my own gifts. So I just knew it had to be done. So what are you doing? Tell us all, what is it that you are entrepreneuring into? So I hope my video looks pretty good. I, I enjoy video production. So I, I like working with small businesses and people, number one, to help them get over the habit of being themselves, which is usually shying back in the corner, not wanting to get out there and, and develop their message or feel that they're unworthy of getting on camera. So I help coach people through that. Also help them create and craft messages that will resonate with their intended audience. And then I come in and video produce uh, large amounts of video and then edit those and then social management, their media. So all that media automatically goes out to all of their social media platforms without them having to lift a finger. So I give small businesses back their time. I give them confidence and I I allow for them to have a consistent message going out 24 seven so they can do what they do best. And I can do what I do best. That's incredible. Yeah. Cool. Rhino creative media. See, I got, see, I got mama and then baby Rhino back here. <laughs> and that's been my name my whole life. I'm Ryan. O. that turned into Rhino. And then I end up finding out the Rhino is my spirit animal. Anyway, uh, Rhino's got I'm, tough skin and is always ready for, for new challenges. I love that. I feel like the empowered collective, we need to go shoot with Ryan. Ryan, if we, we come do. to Florida or do you want to come to Canada? Yeah. I mean, it's cold, but I'd I mean, like to cool down a little bit. So I wouldn't mind coming up to Canada. Oh it's, my God. That'd be awesome. To Canada. <laughs> you know, I've only been to, uh, 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 Niagara Falls on the Canadian side. So that's about as much taste of Canada that I ever had. Oh, you want to come to Teeswater and come see Ashley's chickens? What other animals do you got there? We can show them. Oh my God. We just got bunnies. We got chickens. We got ducks. We got bunnies. We have baby chicks right now. We have um, cats, dogs, you know. (laughs) You got a full zoo. So you're like the family that I moved to in Florida. They had four dogs, like two cats, a few chickens, all that stuff too. Uh, I love houses that have a lot of animals around. I love that. So I'm ready. All of this, not all of it. We had nine ducks, but everything else is literally happened in the last two weeks of our lives. So really? yeah, we have 137 <laughs> extra animals kicking around and 137, 137 extra animals. Yeah. I cannot my, even imagine. Wow. I can barely keep my kid, like my kids <laughs> under control. Like, what do you do with, you got three kids. I know I got two and kids got and they're 137 a handful. animals. Like you must yeah. lose at least a couple a day. 
<laughs> no, no. So there's, okay. So there's nine ducks. There's one who's sitting on 20 eggs right now. So we'll have baby ducklings. There's, yeah, so there's nine ducks. Then um, we just kind of like landed into some birds. Um, so we had nine of them that are layers. We had ordered more layers. So we have 16 brown laying hens. And awesome. then that same day, so this was just Monday. My husband calls me and he's like, so our birds are in. I'm like, today? He's like, yep. So he went and picked up. There was 130 baby chicks. They're all still alive. Um, so they're in the garage right now, pooping and eating and drinking. And um, <laughs> all, all that stuff. <laughs> 16 more laying hands. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then, so then I had my, my course that I was teaching. I was teaching Reiki level two to my mentorship students i come outside first words out of felix's mouth he's like mom we got rabbits i was like yay what he's like yeah five (laughs) that's exciting (laughs) kids will never forget that too we are we're all over it yeah but it's been fun i love that outside and uh all summer long we're just gonna live outside with the the animals and yeah anyways come to canada the funny farm is welcoming you with open arms. So I do want to get international. One thing, one thing I'm doing right now is I basically jumped into a business semi unprepared. I see too many business people that want the perfect website that they're working on for eight months before they get into business. They want, they, they're working on their logo and colors for like a, a, a six month period of time. Like, no, you don't need all of that stuff. Uh, we can work on that later. One thing that I hated about being in a corporate job is that I don't have time to network work. I'm in an office Monday through Friday. Nothing is more important than your network. You have to get known by people, whether that's online or face-to-face, but if anything's taking you out of the networking, that's not good. You got to have people know you. And I, I, I thought just leaving my job and that networking aspect alone was so important. Like I was out of it and people were remembering me, but I had to go out and maintain relationships. This is all about relationships. Uh, so I wasn't willing to stick in an office, even for that salary and then forego, you know, fostering my relationships out in the, in the marketplace. So I had to go. Look at you go, Rhino. That's awesome. So what would you suggest people do with networking then? Somebody that's listening, you're like, they should be networking, connecting with the right people. Maybe they're feeling a little bit uneasy or a little bit nervous about that. Um, What do you suggest? Everything should be nervous. Everything that you're going to do that's going to value your life. If you're not feeling nervous about it, you should not do it. I don't suggest doing anything that you don't feel nervous about because anything of importance and anything that's going to level you up and transform your life is going to bring about fear and nervousness. That is your indication that I'm going down the right path. Okay. Now you got to have some level of intuition. Sometimes, you know, you don't want to drive off a cliff that might cause some fear, but you should know. Yeah. Cause I'm going to die. But if it's not something that's going to kill you, like going to a networking meeting and you're nervous or giving that speech, you got to push through. So I really recommend with networking, do it nervous. People are going to appreciate that. But the, the, the most important thing is it doesn't the networking doesn't really end or begin at the networking. It's about the follow up. It's about the conversations that you had and then making sure the real conversation, the real networking is in the follow up after the networking meeting. So getting their card and information and reconnecting with them. So you might be nervous about the initial meeting. That's not even the important part. 
you're, they're going to get an idea whether they like you or not, but that follow-up is really where the key is. So I just want to encourage people to not just go to a networking meeting or not just put out one video, but continue to follow up so that you can actually create those relationships. You can't create a relationship at a network meeting. That happens in the follow-up. So follow-up is really the key for all of it. And just nurturing during that time. <clears throat> is that what you're saying? Nurturing it. Yeah. And being you not, not trying to conform to what you think that they need, but, but showing up as you and utilizing video. I highly recommend that instead of just a text message, if you have an iPhone and they have an iPhone, I would highly suggest saying, Hey, it's me again. I thought you might've forgot what I looked like. Anyway, I met you at the networking meeting. I really enjoyed you and your energy was looking forward to reconnecting. Maybe we could get lunch or tea sometime in the near future, but just wanted to drop you a quick video. I hope you're having an amazing day. Look forward to talking to you again soon. So it's, it's really just showing up and, and getting rid of all the faceless digital communication. That stuff isn't effective. Those emails that you send, no emotion. Those text messages that you send, hate them. But you send a little video to me where you show back up and say, hey, it's me. Remember me? Like me or love me. Here I am. But just showing back up as person. So I highly recommend utilizing and getting, do it nervous again. That might make you nervous as well do it because it benefits you. So yeah, being authentic, following back up, not trying to conform to anybody, but just saying, Hey, I, I appreciate what you have to offer. I liked what you said. I liked who you are. I wanted to make sure we could keep this, this, this fun times going. Let's, let's meet back up. Let's create another meeting for us. Oh, I love it. Your energy's the best, <laughs> by the way, Ryan, like I can't get enough. I can't get enough. Yeah, sweet. So awesome. Yeah. You're so I'm going to need a nap after this. <clears throat> you know, but. it's so funny because when I, you had commented, put your little thing over oh, going on the podcast kind of thing. And immediately I was like, I can't message him. I have to voice note him. because so I'm like, I want to hear <laughs> I his voice. That. I wanted to hear your voice back. So it was kind of a little <laughs> bit selfish for me. I was like, I want to hear Ryan's voice because it always lifts up your energy. So anyways. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, energy is important and it inspires. I'm inspired because other people have inspired me. Like this energy is reciprocal. Like I'm trying to put it out there. If I want good energy coming back to me, I got to make sure I have it first because I can't get what I don't have. I can't even see it. So I try to bring good energy where I go. Well, you're doing especially it. an opportunity like this. Get to talk with you girls and whoever else is watching today. I don't want them seeing me at my worst. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Cause you do, you exude this like joy. There's just this like happiness that comes out of you, which is, which is beautiful. So. Well, I appreciate that. And it's, it's, we're talking about things that I, you know, I'm on the transform your life podcast, right? You are. Yeah. Like that's my jam. Like how not to get excited, energized about that. You two look at your faces. Would, would the viewers please take a minute, <laughs> just a moment to look at the, the girl's faces here. I mean, what couldn't be exciting about that? No. Uh, and it's just all we these things you. are coming together. So we it's not hard. You. Oh, we, yeah, love we love you for sure. I am curious, Ryan, can you tell me what okay. you do in a day? Like, what are your like habits that just kind of bring you up to that higher elevation? Maybe something you do before bed. What does Ryan's day look like? And I mean, it's probably a little bit different now that you're an entrepreneur. You're not running off nine to five. What is your daily routine? None I fail life. often. I fail most days. So most days are can be a dud sometimes. Now there's some good things in between there, but I'll tell you the days that I'm at my best. Here's what I learned with being an entrepreneur very quickly. 
that wasn't necessarily so true. And I had a nine to five and whatnot. If, if, if you fail to plan, you absolutely plan to fail. There is no way around that. So what I realized is I need a more, I need a, I'm an extemporaneous guy. That's why I like podcasts because I don't need no preparation. I don't want to, I only want to know what we want to talk about. I'm just going to allow things to flow and I'm good with flow. Now, when I start structuring and putting up dams in my flow and I'm backing up the water here and all that, not my favorite thing, but to be an entrepreneur, you need to do that. You need to control the flow. You need to know when the, the rush of flows coming. You need to know when the water is going to be low. You need all that to prepare. So really my best days are when I'm staying hydrated. So I, I started trying to drink the gallon of water. It's an absolute Woo! job. I'll show our water. And as you can see, there's no water out of the gallon gone yet. <laughs> but have a sip right now. <clears throat> okay. I mean, I have a little bit in my cup, but let's get Here. this thing going. Cheers. Cheers. Good mm -hmm. spring water. But you know what? The, the days that I'm the best when I wake up and I remind myself that today's going to be a good day. And I connect with spirit. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a believer in God. You could call it Gus universe. I don't, I'm done with language, whatever. We just have to do it or you wouldn't know what I'm thinking. We're not ESP people. So I'm talking about God is whatever you want it to be, but I believe in God. So when I get in the morning and I connect with God, uh, those are my best days. When I forget that it's not just me, I'm not this body. I'm not these negative thoughts that are trying to tell me, Hey, how good of an entrepreneur are you going to be? Do you got enough to fill your account? All these negative thoughts. Like, are you even worthy of creating this thing that you want to do? When I remember that God's with me, God's inside of me, that kingdom, that spirit is inside of me. And I'm not this body that might have some aches and pains. I'm not these thoughts that might be telling me I can't do it. When I remember that I've got God essence in me, those are my best days. And I actually just heard something within the last 48 hours that I loved. Um, not everyone has a different relationship with spirit, but obviously atheists are people that completely deny usually spirit of any kind or God, which is fine. I love atheists, but what I found that worrying is a form of atheism, worrying, whether it's spirit or God, whatever it is, if you're worrying, you're forgetting your connection with God. If you're worried about your business or your life, you're forgetting that there's something higher than just you that's, that's operating here. So those are my best days when I stay hydrated. And I remember I'm connected to spirit best days ever. I love that you said that because it makes, when I think about God, when I think about spirit, when I think about creator universe, again, whatever you choose to call it, or however that shows mm -hmm. up for each person who's listening, um, the part that I think is we forget about is the faith, right? And Angela, in our manifestation course that we teach, that is, that's the bridge. That's the like from now to later part, that's the leap. That's where you don't have control. And that's the whole point, right? No, and that don't. is when it comes to God or spirit or universe, it's not just about that divine essence. It's about the faith in it. If you don't have faith in it, right? And that is exactly what you're talking about, where it's that piece is, right? And lots of religions will actually call it like, oh, like ye of little faith. That's, they're talking about trust, right? And so when you talk about your divine creator, it's, it's, it's in the faith of what that means, um, where the magic actually happens from the like, the now to later piece. 
I agree so much. And I think that the master teacher, you know, Jesus, uh, the Christ, uh, a lot of people think Christ is Jesus's last name. No, that's not. We all have the Christ available. But Jesus, the Christ said, you know, having faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains. And that's absolutely true. Um, th- this faith and, and knowing that um, there's action. I got ruined by the secret back in 2007, I think. The secret ruined me. And I was so excited about it. Like, it was like, I was coming out of religion. I had this new way of thinking like, oh, I can manifest my life. But the part that wasn't taught, I thought that I could just think up everything. And that was the end of the story. I'm just going to think it up. Ferrari, Ferrari, Ferrari. But there's no Ferrari. Here's the part that we missed is that number one, you attract what you are. I didn't hear that in the secret. And the other thing was, is that you're waiting on spirit or this manifestation to happen. You're waiting on some force outside of you when that force is waiting on you to take action towards it. So you got to have the picture in your mind. And that's what the thing most of us left the secret with was a basic understanding of, I can just think this and it just comes, but you have to actually move towards it. And people in religion, they're waiting on God when God is waiting on them. Cause ultimately we're dealing with the same spirit. Sometimes we compartmentalize it. We give some of it a nice long beard. We put some of it up in the sky. <laughs> we do all these things, but it's really the action. Like you have to manifest through walking in faith towards this thing that you've are manifesting, but it, you can't be on the couch. That's what I learned. There is action to be taken. It doesn't just happen to you right there in your living room. You got to go towards it. You got to move. So that. at least that's what I took from it. Totally. The, the secret ruined me too. And I don't know if it's 2007. I was in university and it's I was so lived, exciting though, <laughs> but it changed. But I was somebody who had OCD intrusive thoughts. So like that whole idea of like, if you think about it, you bring it, like, think about it, bring about it. I was like, oh my God, like the things that my brain goes <laughs> Yeah, tell me about it. The worst life ever, right? And so then it was when I discovered that it's actually about the feeling, the, the isness that you are, that vibration is what is drawing things towards you, but also, like you said, you towards it, right? And to be, to connect with the things that you want, you truly desire, you have to be at the level of those things. You want abundance? You got to be a fucking high vibration motherfucker. You have to, because abundance no, absolutely. is Absolutely. Right? Abundance so, don't like low vibration. It don't work. It's not compatible. Doesn't work. Just don't work. Do I see a pretty little girl back there? Yeah, I'm trying to see, what, I'm trying to show you what I manifested. Did you want to say hi? The bow. Say hi. Say hi real quick. Show us the baby rhino. Say hi. Okay, she knows that. All right, you got to leave the Oh, oh, she stole the show. Oh, she's upset now. Sorry. That's okay. She gets upset fairly easily. They they wear their emotions on their sleeve. Oh, what's her name? We we wait to do what she does daily and hourly till we get into on a mat. So, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, she does they it do with it. Ease. Yeah, they just unload. Yeah. So, those of you who are listening right now um, and not watching, Ryan's little girl just popped on. She just had like a little red bow that was peeking out the top. <laughs> and Angela, she's the baby rhino. Like, I think of like your little. She is. Oh, yeah, too. yeah. That's she's the little rhino. one. Here. What's her name? <laughs> Her name is Violet Zeppelin Owens. Mm, beautiful. How many kids do you have? Tell us their names. Tell us. Like, I have I two. So I, I have I have Kelson, who was named after the the best male influence in my life, my grandfather, my mom's dad, and and Violet. 
who was born pandemic baby. She was born in 2020. And we didn't know if she was going to be, we, we didn't know. Now, of course, everyone has their different ways of all this, but for us, we, we knew we were having a boy or girl enter the world. We didn't know what it was going to be before we went into the hospital. So we got to the hospital. We waited till that baby came out into the world and uh, we happened to see that she didn't have a penis. So her name was Violet from that movement before. I almost <laughs> called her Karen. I was making a joke about it, but no, I know. Don't I didn't want to Karen. set her up for failure. <laughs> oh, she's beautiful. There's a lot of power in a name. Absolutely, there is. Absolutely. You know what your name means? My name? Yeah, like what's the original like meaning of your name? Mine's Jolie probably angels. I'm going to guess yeah, this has Angela, to do with angels. Angel. Mine means from yeah. the ash grove. From the ash grove. <laughs> ash, ash grove. Like Not trees. Ash. Trees. Ash. I like <laughs> ash grove too. That's good. No, I didn't say ash grove. <laughs> 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 ash okay so ash trees yeah absolutely i know ash trees okay it. cool see my name's little king in, in irish gaelic that's what ryan means i did not know that cool i'm not a big king but i'm a little king just a little king not that's a prince either me. a little king i'm humble that's fine <laughs> you know what your kids names mean so kelson actually is pretty simple it's the son of kelly so which is my grandfather's father name was Kelly. So, and he was an artist. He was a calligraphy artist and an artist, uh, writer and all of that. And he named his son Kelson. He didn't like that name, by the way. So my name, my grandpa's name was Kelson Dan Jackson, very strong name, but he used his middle name, Dan or Danny. He didn't even like Kelson, but we love it. And, uh, it fits really well with my son. Um, Violet is actually kind of a derivative of my wife's mom's name, which is Viola. Uh, and she was a little flower. I actually call her bean. She, she's bean bean to me. Cause she come out, she looked like a little bean and I just called her bean ever since that's her nickname. Uh, I love it. Do you yeah. know what your kids' names are yet? What they mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. About uh, no, no. I just liked the sounds of both of them. There you go. Well, you're going to have to look them up. Okay. Phonetics are nice. I, I, I got Google here. Um, yeah, you got yeah. Google. Theodore and Sullivan are their names. Um, And what I generally get when I tell people their names, um, they're like, oh, did you name it after the president? I'm like, no, I just liked the sound of the name. Oh, (laughs) Theodore Roosevelt. I could not have thought that. Oh, my God. I like Sully. It reminds me of, did you ever watch um, The Medicine Woman, uh, Dr. Quinn? I did not. I did. I remember that show. Yeah, her husband's name was Sully, and he was such a like sexy babe. That's a good name. I remember. Okay, all right. So Theodore means a gift from God, stemming from the Greek nice. words "theos" means God given. Theodore stands as yeah, it's a divine declaration. All right, well, a gift from God. All right, Sullivan. You said "theos." That's awesome because one of my favorite words is enthusiasm, which is a Greek word that comes from "entheos," which is a uh, filled with the spirit of a god. Okay. Uh, That's where enthusiasm comes from. I did not know. Yeah, we're learning all kinds of stuff here on the Transform Your Life podcast. We are. Sullivan means dark eyes, originating from Gaelic. (laughs) The boy's name Sullivan means dark eyes. It is derived from the Irish word. I cannot pronounce that. Whatever that means. Okay. 
Cool. A lot of Irish Gaelic going around. We have the Monsters Inc. Do you guys remember Sully from the Monsters Inc.? Of course. Absolutely. No. <laughs> no? <laughs> the big monster, Sully? Yeah. Oh, he's the blue one? Yeah, he's the blue one, right? Yeah, that was John Goodman. He was the voice of that of that guy. Yeah. He was the dad from Roseanne. Oh, oh okay. And now I know who you're talking about. Okay. okay. Y'all know Roseanne. All right. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Oh, my guy's names, Felix means lucky and fortunate. Um, Nolan means champion. And Coralie means coral. Um, Comes from the Latin word Coralium. Yeah. I just saw violet means, uh, comes from Latin viola, and it means purple, which I have a purple light right here. Uh, Primarily a girl's name is a violet is um it's a botanical name obviously but it's purple and the cool thing is that's a connection to me because little king uh purple is known as a royal color it is. so it's yeah. all coming together and it's got <laughs> on your little rhino yes look that's at that hey there's some real symbolism going on here you just gotta look for it uh, so for anybody who's listening right now we we encourage you to go research your names your kids names your partner absolutely names. um Cause it's, it's pretty cool. My husband, oh my gosh, he actually had trauma. I say trauma. I shouldn't say trauma because we're now trauma informed. Um, but his name, his name is Cameron. It actually yeah. means crooked nose. No way. <laughs> Does. Does it really? <laughs> so that's what his, like, when his brother, like his brother and sister and like friends were like torturing him. That's what they would call him. And he hated oh, it. Oh no. So um, if you are looking up your names, um, just be mindful that you may induce some trauma-like behaviors from your partner. And remember, you can always legally change your name. I have a very wonderful guy in my life. His former name was Jamie. That's what was given to us by his parents. He changed his name to Zion, and I love Zion. So it's possible, (laughs) folks. If you don't like your name, do something about it. You can go to the courthouse and get that changed today. Too funny. Oh, that was a fun little... That was, yeah. You know what I love about our podcast is that we just do this. Like the way we describe it to people, Ryan, is that imagine just sitting on the couch with all of us, just shooting the shit. And I love that that's what Mm -hmm. our episodes do become because we we aim to be relatable. We aim to be just like all of you listening, just Mm -hmm. one of us. So. Absolutely. I hope you feel like one of us today. And I'm really happy to be hanging out with you all. I feel like we're on a couch right now and I've been on a couch with you. So I know what it's like. And and it feels the same. I'm glad to be here with you all. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we were like we've been snuggling on couches already. So. Right. We sure have. We sure <laughs> have on one couch. It, it can be done. Yeah. It can be done. hundred percent. This and is I'm fun. Trying, trying That's why podcasts are great. Yeah. I have an idea. All right. Should I grab a card for Ryan? Yes, Please, yeah. Yes. Already, the answer is yes. Yes. Go get okay, a card. And in the meantime, here's what I was like in my brain. I was trying to figure out were we, I think Nathan has kids, um, but are, were we the only ones at Breathwork that have children? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was an interesting, just that the three of us have connected here. And we were the three with kids because one of the take homes that I had too throughout the course was just like, Everything that you do out into the world, you need to bring effect needs to start you in your home with your children. Right. And that piece of like when you're in the bunkie and when you're working with clients and you're doing your you know, work life, um, you're not triggered. Right. 
When I no. go home, though, all of the like the breathing and the calmness and all the like zen can go flying at the window because the tiny people in my life are the people who trigger me. Right. A hundred percent. It's being that in those hardest and most mundane moments. That's where your magic is. And right. I got to be so, empathetic to those single people that they don't understand aspects of my life that are because here, remember that this is true it, for me. It is. I understand their life because I had a single life without children. So I've been there and now I have children. They can't understand my life because they've never had children and they don't understand that extra dynamic. So I got when they say certain things or they're doing certain things and can't understand why maybe I can't or it's more challenging for me. I got to have love and forgiveness because you can't understand my life. But I truly can understand your life. I've been there, but you haven't been where I'm at. And let's just, uh, let's just be friends. You, you go to the, you go on the mountains whenever you want. And I'm going to be right here. I got to take care of these little ones, but I bless you. You're great. I love you. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Amazing. All right. And Ryan. Cards, baby? Okay. So these are the soul's journey lesson cards. We actually Beautiful. got these Christina, um, a girl in our empowered collective team. She picked these out for a presentation that we were doing at a local high school. So at uh, KDSS, we had the opportunity to go in and teach them some techniques for calming for mental health week and to dive into maybe some cool strategies to tap into intuition. So, right. And hold on. Since this episode is going to air literally the day that we are doing breathwork, can we get out the sacred breathwork cards? I feel like yes. those are a better fit for... What for we're Ryan. doing and for Ryan. And for Ryan? Okay. So yeah. now oh, we're gonna get the shamanic deck. You ready for this, Ryan? I'm ready for whatever happens next. I love it. Okay. <laughs> I love Do it. You do cards, Ryan, in your life ever? I've done cards, yeah. I've done I've done cards a few times. Uh I might even have might even have a set of cards. I just haven't used them in a while. I think I have some cards. Okay. I wish I could tell you what they are right now. Well, these cards are, we just got them. They are the Mystical Shaman Oracle Deck. And we are bringing nice. them into ceremony on May 11th. And we have a full house for that. Um, we have 20. Yeah. We got a drum and everything, which makes oh. my soul just be like so excited. Is the drum handy? I think I have it. Listen to that. Listen. I, feel, I feel like my, I feel like a deck that I had or have. Is an oracle deck of some sort. You ready? Play it, play it. I'm ready. That makes me so excited. Oh, and it's ready to go. I'm about to get my flute out. Okay, do it, do it. Who knew we were going to start a band today, guys? Like, (laughs) welcome to the couch. There we go. Oh, we can't, can't hear it. it. It's not. Oh, you can't hear it. No, for some reason. Oh, you know what? It's probably it's probably a Zoom setting, actually. All right, just do, just do what you're doing, and I might be able to. Can you might be able to hear it now? Can you hear it now? Ooh, <laughs> that was a I button on Zoom. I'm glad I figured it out quick. Oh, that was okay, amazing. So you come to Canada. And we host a breathwork ceremony all together. Bring your flute. 
Okay, I'll bring my flute. And you got to wear that white outfit, too, because when we all wore the white outfit and you look like you're getting married to Ashley, you still got to send those pictures, by the way, there, Ryan. We're still okay, waiting I on do, our I wedding photos more, from I can, you. I do have yeah. a few more in my phone. I got quite a few, actually. Yeah. So Ryan and I both at graduation were wearing full white. I was wearing a full white dress and he was wearing a full white cotton outfit. Yeah, we were. And uh, I think we were the only two. So it looked very like... We were away on our honeymoon or we were getting married and we have some funny pictures. I wasn't messing around. I was ready. No. <laughs> All right, Ryan, your message is ooh, it's upside down and it's Pachamama. Ooh. Number 40. Let's see. So in this deck, if it's upside down, it means something totally different than if it's right side up. So. Ah. Uh. All right. Number 40. Mm -mm. Message for Ryan Owens is okay. Pachamama represents the unconditional love that the earth has for all her children, including the stones, the plants, the animals, and the humans. She is the goddess of earth, also known as Gaia, who pervades all creation in our planet. Thanks to Pachamama, our timeless soul can experience life in a biological body. The joy and pain we taste during our brief time on earth are invitations to discover the boundless love of Pachamama, the medicine. You still believe that you have been cast out of the Garden of Eden, that you are motherless and homeless. You suppose that you need to work very hard to survive or thrive in this life. It is time to stop your suffering. Let go of that old myth and that old story. And realize you were given the garden to rejoice in and to become its steward. Your melancholy is really a longing to return to the heart of Pachamama. Listen deeply to the mother who is always there for you. Walk in beauty and honor all life. How does that feel? I like it. I want to soak it in. So... The first thing that comes to mind is that I grew up. I grew up in religion, which Garden of Eden was very much a central portion of that. That's where we came out of uh, uh, cursed, cursed to go out into the world and never return to it, because we were no longer allowed to eat of its fruit or to live in its peace or anything. That we were out in a, in a desolate world that was bound for destruction. So there's a lot of that at a young age instilled within me that Pachamama, this earth is not a place that I'm even naturally supposed to be in. I'm condemned from it. So I've had to do a lot of work to be able to find that I'm meant for this garden and that I was, I was never cast out of it. That was just a mental thing for me to feel fear and, and, and uh, really listen to the egos um, path for me instead of, you know, what we would call the Holy Spirit or this deep resonant connection with God that's inside of us that says, well, you're welcome to come back to the garden. Actually, you never left. Just you need to have eyes to see it. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I think of first that I, I just I was cast out of the garden uh, in a mental way, conditioned to believe that. But then I'm coming out uh, to be able to honor my place back in that garden. So that's that's what that's what came. Through. the part that says um, you don't have to work hard in this lifetime. Yeah. Does that feel like it is a good fit? You've just switched yeah. careers and there's that sense of like, I got to push. I got to like, I really have to like, whereas leaning back a little bit and allowing to receive 
I I I know intuitively and in my soul that um I'm I'm here to know to open up more to what I am here for and to allow God to push me and 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 fuel me and and allow me to have this intuitive sense of where I need to go without even looking with just taking one it's like it's like these lily pads that light up but it doesn't light up until I take a step towards it like I can look at it and it doesn't light up but as soon as I start moving the path shows itself and I start moving and the path shows itself so it's like I do have this duality of I need to work really hard. It's that Grant Cardone grind. Uh, you know, you need to work really hard, which there's an aspect of me that believes that my dual mind. But there's also a knowing that I have that we need to let go and surrender to what it is for us. And nothing that is for us will ever miss us. And like I said, that worrying portion is a form of not even believing in spirit or knowing that it's there. So I have this back and forth with it for sure. I got to work really hard or yet I can just continue moving in my path and in my knowing and in my peace and everything will be there for me. And then there's, there's a part that still wants me to work really hard and make it all happen and be the, the designer and put it all together and construct it and all of that be the co-creator with spirit right and that's i think the piece the blending of both of those things is what we call inspired action so that you're moving and you're acting and you're actively going in the direction of what you what your soul is calling towards versus off path and into um what it isn't i don't mind digging i think it's just knowing where to dig like if i'm gonna if i'm gonna dig a hole and it goes to nowhere that's a lot of work for nothing like just just the you know the the memory of digging like i want to i want i want to be guided to the right spot and then i want to dig and find the treasure like i want to i want the ground to kind of be not as hard as it was over here like god led me to the part where i can easily dig it up the treasure's in it like i need to know where to dig so i don't mind digging though yeah it's just a different kind of work you're inspired to yeah. there's there's reason, there's good reason, there's purpose, there's passion. Yeah. Right, right. Gotta enjoy digging if you're digging. <laughs> Love it. Gold digger. Yeah. Yeah, he's a gold digger. <laughs> She's a gold digger. Well, well time. Time. <laughs> that's good to me. <laughs> oh, that song is gonna be stuck in everybody's head now for the rest of the day. Love As it should be, because old Jamie Foxx is who I'm thinking of singing that. He's been in, he's been in the hospital for like three weeks, almost a month. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sing that, and hopefully he gets healthy and gets out of the hospital. Send him some healing with that song. Right. Love it. I love Amazing. it. Amazing. I love it. I love it. I feel like it's so fitting that tonight is our first breathwork ceremony, and that we got to speak with our lovely Ryan. Our so it's tonight. I thought you were talking about as if this was going to air when that happens. It's going to, no, sorry, sorry. It's going to air when somebody's listening to this oh, right okay, now. Okay. When they yes. listen to it, it's happening tonight, which is. It's happening week, tonight. It's a week from now. So it's happening tonight. And we <laughs> but if are, you're listening now, it's happening now. <laughs> See, we blend time on this podcast. We talk about the full moon that will be since past. And then we talk <laughs> <laughs> because we're in the quantum we're oh yeah we're in the quantum here. realm on this podcast oh, here it's all just happening right now <laughs> yes <laughs> i love, no I love time that. the present so we just that's make right it. the time is now oh. all right ryan one more question you ready yeah last one the big one okay how would you like to be remembered how would i like to be remembered i'd like to be remembered as someone who uh 
broke away from conditioning and fear and really showed what it was like to live a life that was not in ball and chains to other people's beliefs and other people's opinions and other people's plan for me. I hope that they get inspired that I created my own plan and I, I marched to that plan and that I broke away from conditioning and fear and indoctrination to live a life that was inspired uh, and not conformed. Mm. Love it. I, I love it so hard. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. That feels right. Mm, thank you for sharing that. And thanks, thanks for, for asking. Here. Yeah. Yeah. This was so fun. Like I, this is my first podcast since I said, Hey, I want to be on some podcasts and uh, I definitely enjoyed myself here today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you all that listened and I look forward to hearing more. Amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Keep on doing your thing, Rhino, and we will see you in Canada sometime. I need you. Yeah. One of these days I'll be out there. Okay. Eh? <laughs> we love and- it. all right guys as always we love you guys so 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 much and we will see you next thursday for another episode of the transform your life podcast ciao for now peace and love